0: The Adonis Audio Experience. Joe Biden has no shot of winning this election. Well, I'm not going to say he has no shot. That's too strong. But I will say that he's way too swampy. As we get closer to the election, we start to see these primaries and candidates come out and they talk about the different issues. One thing that I will caution everyone is when you look at someone like Biden in particular, Biden has too many connections to big banks and special interests and oligarchs, to be honest. And there's these strange coincidences that keep happening. When you look at it, if people really understood the ties between this government and that government and the elaborate schemes that go on in between, um, I think that people would be really alarmed. At age 77, he's had 50 years in politics. We need something new. Please give me someone new. Biden. Biden like Trump, is a man who speaks his mind. However, Trump, not Biden, is not a career politician. That is the very reason why Trump defeated Hillary in 2016. The Electoral College is what's always determined presidential elections. It's the system. It's the game we play. I guess what founders feared is that people can kind of group up in one part of the nation and overthrow all the states if you had a general election. So by giving electorates, states, state rights to select the presidents, it gives more control spread throughout all the states. I probably did a horrible job of explaining that, but it's all we know. And for some reason, Trump understands this better than some career politicians. I mean, he's convinced the Rust Belt, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, that he's their guy. He campaigned in those rural areas and he talked about their needs and wants. He speaks to their soul when it comes to job creation, increased coal and pro-fracking and other pro-economy promises, which, let's be honest, it's what makes America great again. You look at the economy. It's had its greatest expansion ever in our nation's short history. I mean, it's hard to beat a guy with an economy this strong. Job growth is at its best. Wages have increased. The military is at its strongest. Those are the issues that are important to the Rust Belt states. All these issues matter, in my opinion, to all Americans. The economy is where most Americans meet in the middle. Because of capitalism, we're a society that's all about the dollar. The issues that begin to divide us are climate change, gun rights, and abortion. Those are huge, and there's very hard lines between those. There are many other issues, such as gay rights, um, LGBTQ, military spending, spending overall, war, education, and trade. There's also income inequality, which is huge. And a lot of candidates have been addressing that. Lastly, and I'll put this in its own box, which is women's rights. Women are equal to men, period. In the 21st century, why is it that people believe a woman should not or could not be president? That's crazy. I think that the majority of people at this point believe that a woman should. And can be president. If you don't, then you're just stuck in a cocoon. And don't get me wrong, I understand that in some rural areas, some still believe in the old school way of things man make the money, man make the plan. We can agree to disagree, the facts are just there. Women deserve every right that is afforded to any man. That is the view of millions of Americans. Now, I understand that Trump's nature and inexcusable, inappropriate remarks make him unpopular. It's gross, to be honest. I can't stand it. But one thing I've come to understand is that hypocrisy also makes people upset. It's the hypocrisy that we've lived through for the past few decades that have made people flat out mad. It's the money in the politics that have created career politicians. It's the connection and ties to oligarchs, special interests, big, large corporations with shell companies and fake foundations that operate like campaign finance money machines. Politicians just keep getting richer. The greatest income gap ever was created in the last 35 years, yet We've had the greatest economic growth in the history of our nation. Where's the money going? I mean, there's so much that we can get into. But long story short, we created Donald Trump. These problems existed well before he got here. Trump just filled that vacuum that was created and flipped the entire system on its head. He spoke to those who lost their jobs and sense of community. He also spoke to those who were sick and tired of career politician and Washington's establishment. Obviously, there's much more to the story, but the people who voted for Trump wanted a revolution. The only way to counteract the quote-unquote Trump effect is to bring in leaders that also want to overhaul the system, shake things up, a complete takeover. Americans are ready for the next wave. Americans are looking for a revolution. Who do we have that can legitimately win in the 2020 election? There's Cory Booker, who's a little bland for me. I need bold. You have Andrew Yang, who wants to give everyone $1,000. Tulsi Gabbard and Mike Bloomberg. Those candidates to me, they're a little bit more on the fringes, but hey, you never know. In any given moment, their campaigns could just get really, really big. Then we have the thoroughbreds. Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. These are the heavyweights. These are the primetime, pay-per-view, prized candidates. Then you have Pete Buttigieg, which I forgot to mention earlier. To me, he's also on the fringes. But from what it sounds like, he could also prove to be a really big top influential candidate. But in my opinion, he's just an unproven leader. Then you have Mike Bloomberg, front and center. Just by the sheer power of his finances, he could stay relevant. I mean, I heard one weekend alone, he spent over $30 million on TV ads. Elizabeth Warren is a law professor. She's an educator. She won her state debate championship in high school. Most considered her an intellectual star in her teenage years. And it seems that she has the most relevant and impactful voice in the Democratic Party. But she does things at times that reminds you of the hypocrisy in Washington. Just the other day, she attacked Pete Buttich for hosting a wine tasting event at a cave for wealthy donors. She forgets that she too hosts these wealthy wine-sipping experiences. I mean, it's confusing to me. Come on, man. That's the old way of attacking people. It's what we've seen politicians do forever. Then her team leaks out that Bernie told her that a woman cannot win the presidency. In a private conversation that they had in 2018. I mean, what a coincidence. Elizabeth is starting to sound a lot like Hillary. Just a little bit. You and Bernie are friends. And you've had a solid rapport and relationship for years. And judging by Bernie's public record, he's always been pro-woman. He even asked you to run for president back in 2015 you didn't want to go forward with it so that's the reason why he ran i mean he truly believed that you could be a good president because you believe in the truth you are progressive but you're also a former republican you understand what it's like to be conservative which makes you a strong candidate for 2020 speaking of bernie he's the candidate that young people gravitate to he has a far left socialist agenda but It's a promising change for people. It's the promise that there will be a revolution. People gravitate to that, the emotion of the campaign. It's a feeling. Fighting for something that's greater than yourself, I mean, he is the opposite of Trump. And if you could potentially have the power to change the election, well, that's the guy you're gonna bet on. Bernie's ideas scare people. He's unpopular with diehard Democrats, but Bernie has proven to be a man of his word. He campaigned for Hillary Clinton back in 2016 when she won the nomination. He made over 40 appearances to rallies, and that was even after it was made public that the Democratic National Committee conspired against Bernie in favor of Hillary Clinton, and they were intentionally tilting the primaries to Hillary. Clinton, on the other hand, has said that she would not campaign for Bernie if he wins the nomination in 2020. That shows you what kind of person Bernie is, but also Hillary. She claims that Bernie is hard to work with. He doesn't really get along with others. Then a light bulb went off. Who else is hard to work with? Who else doesn't get along with others? Trump. Maybe Bernie is indeed the revolution that everyone needs. Or that's what we're asking for. Career politicians like Clinton, Kerry, and others in the DNC are trying to hold on to this party for one last dance. Let's bring out good old Joe for one last dance. The establishment is in peril. The problem is that America moved on from people like Joe a long time ago. We did that when we chose Obama over Hillary and America doubled down when we voted Trump into office over Hillary again. And when I say, I mean all Americans, whether we personally voted or not, we are one nation. If the left establishment were wise, they would see that Joe Biden is too compromised. He can't win the general election. He's a good old fashioned moderate, but he's a career politician Look at the last few presidential elections and see the pattern. George W. Bush. I mean, he has a great bloodline and pedigree, but he was still a young governor who beat Al Gore to become president. Then we had a revolution when we voted the first black president, who only served one term with the Senate before taking the keys to the greatest power in the world. Now, we have Donald Trump. Who shocked the world when he beat Hillary Clinton in a decisive Electoral College victory. He had no prior political experience and was not part of the establishment. So yes, America is prepared to make a revolutionary decision. That may very well be to re-elect Trump. Or maybe Elizabeth Warren gets the nod and becomes the world's first woman president of the United States. But I have a feeling America wants someone who is uncompromising, someone who has proven that they are not part of the establishment, someone who doesn't get along with the status quo, someone who is absolutely looking to start a revolution that is bigger than himself. And that someone I believe is Bernie Sanders. Yes, I know. Bernie has been around forever. And surprisingly, if you look at his track record, he's been pretty consistent. Whether you agree with him or not, you can't say that he's bought by special interests. Joe Biden, however, is a well-connected moderate with roots that run deep into the Democratic Party. It's hard to imagine a scenario where the DNC doesn't put on a full court blitz just to help Biden get over the top. In 2016, Hillary was literally given questions before a debate with Bernie Sanders in Michigan. Bernie didn't get those questions prior to the debate, nor did he have overwhelming support from the Democratic superdelegates, because at the end of the day, Bernie's a disruptor and Biden is not. He's good old Joe, the Joe that you can have a sandwich with or a beer, the Joe where you can sit on a park bench and have a conversation with. That same Joe, however, will be heavily scrutinized if he does make the general election. His entire political career is bankrolled by the credit card industry. He'll have to face the issues with Ukraine and the coincidence that his son was a board member of a Ukrainian energy company, which Joe Biden threatened to withhold federal aid back in 2015 if the government did not fire the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma. Yeah, I know you've heard that word quite a few times recently. Granted, it was part of U.S. policy that we negotiate with Ukraine on reducing corruption. It just makes you look bad when you get your son a job there. It doesn't pass the smell test. I mean, you could have got your son a job at Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs, like every other politician does. I mean, Burisma? Really? How is that possible? Hunter Biden has little to zero experience with Ukraine. He's not an expert litigator or counsel on Ukrainian policy. He's not an energy expert. What made Hunter Biden such an attractive candidate? Could it be that he's the son of the vice president of the United States? I mean, the fact that Joe Biden was the vice president and used his influence to get his son a job that paid an estimated $50,000 a month and collectively accumulating around $3 million is a big deal. Now, who am I? I don't know what it really takes to be one, part of one of those boards. And I truly don't understand the relationships internationally and how people even acquire these roles. But I do know how it makes me feel. And I don't feel really good right now. Now, compare Biden to Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was against the war in Iraq. In the 1960s, he marched with Dr. King during the Civil Rights Movement. Bernie has shown that he is not willing to be compromised when it comes to social injustice and inequality, and he's also a climate change activist. He has never sold out to big donors and the establishment, which has made him extremely unpopular, especially amongst the core Democrats. Biden voted for the war. Biden drove up the incarceration rates with the crime bill, which disproportionately locked up African Americans compared to any other race. That was back in the mid-90s. Bernie, similar to Trump, has proven to be anti-establishment. He's drawn a clear line in the sand. Whether you support his socialist views or not, one thing is certain, he is clearly a different candidate compared to all the others. And similar to President Trump, he's coming to disrupt the entire system. Will that prove to be a good thing? Only time will tell. There's no guarantee that he's going to be the Democratic nominee. And there's no telling whether Trump hasn't already locked in the 2020 seat and his reelection. Because let's face it, it's hard to remove a president with the strongest economy job growth low unemployment and lastly and what i truly believe that makes him popular is that he's anti-establishment there's very little room for biden in this race and lastly i'll leave you with this and I know what you're thinking. I didn't mention the elephant in the room. I didn't go into great detail to talk about why Trump is so corrupt or how he's ruining our nation. I guess it has to do with your beliefs. I strongly believe that Trump is the creation of an ideology that was left unchecked. A group of supporters that were slowly coming together post-Iraq war. And post-financial crisis. A group of core people that came together and started creating a populist movement. You saw this with the Tea Party in the early 2000s. Just a radical group that came together to disrupt the status quo. The protests after the financial crisis in 2008 with Occupy Wall Street. People came together to protest against income inequality. We are the 99%, they said, as they refer to the income gap with the wealthiest 1% of America. So no, I don't think someone is crazy when they tell me that they support President Donald J. Trump. We have farmers that want agriculture to grow in the U.S. We have miners that want to keep mining. We have factory workers that want to keep factories in America. We have young people that want to get out of college debt and get fair pay for an honest day's work. And we want health care that people can afford and transparency of costs like how much is my bill actually? I say this the way for true change is from the bottom up. Let's not be complacent with these career politicians Let's challenge them. Let's find out where they are getting their donations from, who they're accepting money from, because the companies that fund them are the people that these politicians are loyal to. They're not loyal to us, but to big banks, insurance companies, oil and energy companies, pharmaceuticals, Hollywood, wealthy billionaires, you name it. Let's not sell ourselves short this time around.